0: Yeah, it does. Matthew twelve five. Yeah. Timer. Sometimes. Thank you. Start. I love this. I start it and then I forget about it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um. I, I, you know, I can still remember, I think it was um, Mike uh, Censorino yeah. when we started a long time ago saying, you know, what do you guys want to go? And Mike's saying, I'd really like to do Matthew. So I really like Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why. It, it is so rich. It just really is. I just, there's a thousand sermons in each chapter. You know, I just, I, I remember telling you guys one time, sometimes you, you start to wonder, man, do I have any more sermons to preach? And then the next day, there's like 50 of them in front of you. And you're like, okay, one at a time, Lord, one at a time. Um, Don't overwhelm me. Yeah, don't. I'm not that smart. (laughs) You know that. You made me. Um, Jesus is still uh, up north. He's still doing the things that he does. And it's this constant encounter with the Pharisees. Uh, This isn't the group down south, though the group down south keeps sending people up north to check up on him. I mean, everybody in the country knows who he is and what he's doing. And so basically what they're doing is they're watching for him to do anything wrong. I mean, he's just, he doesn't care. But this time he's gone from one place to another and, and they had walked through a grain field and by law they can do what they're doing. You know, and they just scooped up some grain and they ate it, that's all. Just like if you were to pick up a piece of bread and eat it. So all of a sudden, they jump all over him and say, hey, it's the Sabbath and they're working. And Jesus, of course, once again, humiliates them with truth. And that just makes them matter. And yeah, it's just this cycle of, if you've ever ever dealt in politics at all, you understand how this thing goes. It's this game, you know, and it's, it's what really is interesting that Jesus, with all the power and knowledge he has, he never really strikes back. He defends himself. He defends his people. Every once in a while, he'll look them right in the eye and tell them what's wrong with them. He but he it with Scripture. And he does it with Scripture. And and he does it in front of everybody. There's no secret behind the back. You know, They're plotting against him. He's not plotting anything. They come with their plots, and he just, you know. And there's never anything where he gets together with his disciples and say. What are we going to do about Caiaphas? You know, Caiaphas, he's a, you know, and we should, it's never there. Um, He forgoes the entire political way of doing this and just sticks to the truth. And so we pick on verse 5, and he's talking to them. He says, have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath, this is his uh, explanation to them, which he shouldn't have to explain, about why his hungry disciples ate. I mean they weren't threshing they weren't doing anything just remember they just walk through like this and the if you've nice. ever seen a little wheat grain they're not much mm-hmm. I feed them to deer I mean you can buy them in a 50 pound bag like and birds, they just fall like off yeah that's really what they are they're like yeah. bird seed yeah. and until you grind them up and crush them and they don't, they don't fly so he says have you not read in the law <laughs> that on the Sabbath the priest and the temple break the Sabbath and are innocent and they're going what? and well he gave a couple examples this is just the next one jesus used an example from the law to disprove their argument the law states stated that the new baked showbread required by the law was made by the priest on the sabbath the law ordered them to do it to work on the sabbath also the sacrifices themselves required work uh, recall from chapter 5 where Jesus is teaching lays out a theology of the letter of the law versus the heart of the law he had already gone into that he states that the law then he, he states the law then he tells them what God is seeking from us this is the law this is what God wants so he's actually explaining where that's the part they don't get at all what, what does God want he never negates the law he explains it, and he defines it. Uh, just some background on 1 Chronicles 9.32. Some of the relatives of the son of the uh, Korathites, uh, Korath's descendants, were over the showbread and prepared it every Sabbath. That's He's quoting that. He's telling them, don't you remember 1 Corinthians 9.32? Uh, I, I don't think they had it laid out like we do. but uh, Leviticus, and then further back, Leviticus 24:5-8. You shall take the fine flour and bake 12 cakes with it. Two-tenths of an ephah shall be in each cake. You shall set them in two rows, six to a row, on the pure gold table before the Lord. You shall pour frankincense on each row, that it may be a memorial portion of the bread, even an offering by fire to the Lord. Every Sabbath he shall sit, set it in order before the Lord continually. It is an everlasting covenant with the sons of Israel. Well, as long as there was a temple uh every Sabbath. Matthew five seventeen, back to what I said. Do not think that I came to abolish the law of the prophets. I did not come to abolish but to fulfill. uh, To take the law to where it was supposed to where it was always meant to go. What he's saying to me, You guys aren't doing it. I'll do it. Uh, For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or smallest stroke from the law until it is all accomplished. I love that word, accomplished. The law is accomplishing something. It, is, it doesn't just sit there and then we follow it. It has a purpose. You know, it, it's, take it Anytime time you have any questions of the law, it goes all the way back to Genesis 3, and look at the when there was only one law, and it will explain every other law. Why that law was there is why every law is there to show you, the law is the MRI that shows you you, that you have, that's what you're here to do. And without the law, you could just say, I'm fine. And the law keeps saying, no, you're not. It's the mirror. It's the mirror. Um, "Whoever Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same may have some relevance in today's world. Shall be called the least of the kingdom of heaven, but whoever keeps and teaches them, he should be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, you know, this is the God of grace. This is Jesus Christ who's come to give the sacrifice so that we can be saved by grace And what he's telling you is obedience is still the proof. What what does what does it say? If you love me, you'll obey me That Law is still accomplishing that it's bringing you to that because it's showing you when you're not obeying him every single day I look you know Ash Wednesday just passed and I I personally, I never really cared much one way or another. It, it's a, something we made up. I understand if people what it means to people, and if it means something to you, great. I repent every day. My every day, I'm repenting. I mean, it's. I can't imagine there's a day of repentance, and I sure can't imagine a drive-through where you get stuck in. Kind of for the, the, the person purpose person of what it's supposed to be, really. you know. But. <laughs> The law, not, you know, eh, maybe I'm going off the rocker here. But anyway, I saw that and I went, oh, my. He said, oh, my. And I said, oh, how neat. Like, I looked at it like. And, and of course, I mean, for her, season. that could be absolutely right. I mean, right. yeah, that's a cool yeah. thing. For me, I look at it and go, what? I I, we I, I don't get time. it. I, I Was this in side. No. Uh, no. no. You know, I the White Oak no. one made the news. They had oh, this yeah. big line of people. But, and oh, people no. would drive, up, put yeah. their head out the window, smile, and. It's like now I'm good, <laughs> you know, I, I, and I can't judge anybody else, but I, I just the, the optics to me, are so contrary to what the heart of this is, and maybe it's me. I, I, I'll say it. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong here, and I'm willing to accept that. And you know, he knows your heart, so. I, I hope so because. Some people are doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. people are just doing it because that's what you're supposed to do. And it, for so, me yeah. it would bother me it bothers me to do it and I don't know why. It, it just doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we set aside a day of repent to repent? What do you mean? That's it's every single day I'm repenting. I'm like, 40, that right. Yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Because it's part of it's this right? It's yeah. p- Right. It's, it's part of this ri- Lent ritual that, of course, one of the thousand <clears throat> things we made up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's like Christmas. We made it up. And there's a lot of good in it. Just don't invest so deeply in that that you're forgetting this. The, reason. the Thank you. The reason. Yeah. I have to share one thing, though. Uh, yesterday I went for us to get fish takeout at the church, my mom and dad's old church and the nun the priests were there and the nun said would you like ashes and i said why not like to me it helped me just to remember that was just me like to go back to you know what uh, i was raised with them. to me i think i see it as i don't know It becomes about the ashes not what the ashes yeah, no, are for I mean, it's, I, ashes it's not, become okay, casual okay. to me and yeah. maybe it's, i'm judging it wrong i don't know i, don't I know. guess i i took it the opposite way like you know lord help me remember that i am better of ashes so like i looked at it i, I may have just aside. included this in everything else that we as the church have done that is just diluted the gospel so deeply into ritual that maybe it's just me i I, maybe i'm looking for it you know what i mean uh it could be uh depends on the person yeah it it could yeah what i try very hard not to do is pollute other people with it because i might be wrong but i'm a pastor and i'm supposed to say something so i (laughs) yeah I usually run it past her first yeah, and it was then, interesting. Like I I felt blessed and I I just felt humble. Just like to remember my baby. What she does and what I do couldn't be further apart. Yeah. You, know, and <laughs> so, and, yeah. you know, and there's importance in ritual and tradition. Absolutely. Yeah, there's yeah. Importance in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as you know what it represents. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. As long as you think the right. It. The ritual right. and tradition doesn't save me. No. Those ashes no, God no. doesn't have a checkoff chart where you. Has he got ashes? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it doesn't. You know, it's Even not Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, don't, know
0: sure I, well, uh, okay. I don't know how I got there. This yeah. brought me there, but anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for say, for I say you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So what's he saying to them is, you're not going to heaven. <laughs> He's saying, they're there when he says this. Unless you're better than those guys, you're not going to heaven. So what's he saying? Guys, you're not going to heaven. <laughs> He's saying it publicly. That's what's implied. Absolutely. The scribes and Pharisees aren't going to heaven. But I think his heart went after to them too. Oh, absolutely. He wanted them to change. I, I, and when you on. see people like Nicodemus, yeah. and you can see the people who were there who you know, who were doing it, the remnant in their that was still looking for God, you know. Even at the birth of Christ, you know, the people who are involved, and in, they're there. And I, I, I always bring up the Catholic Church and and the stuff that they went through and the stuff that they're facing. And um, I always think of like Father Nick. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Who has just dedicated his entire life to his congregations and the Lord. Uh, I mean, his entire life. Yeah. Uh, and. He has to bear the burden of what all the knuckleheads did you know around him right. you know, and be looked at with that same doubt because somebody else and he just keeps doing what God called him to do and uh that's faith. yeah yes sir yeah, i right. uh, i'll 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 go as far as me being here uh this the Methodist church is where God called me, I was quite content over in the Baptist Church, and honestly I was, and uh just for whatever reason, this is where it was and it's his call not mine and no regrets i, I met you guys and oh, yeah. it's just been a beautiful I blessing I have for you yeah amen yeah. thank you isn't that the truth thank yep. you and uh and mostly because when you see that in hindsight that yes i he did know the plan he has for me that helps you with the next one it should build your faith well god expects it to build your faith yeah after saying this, Jesus then gave an example of what he what he means. Do not be whitewash do not be a whitewash wall that looks good on the outside but is decaying under the paint. He said that right after he said that. This he's still looking right at them. Okay, back to where we are, verse six. But I say to you that something greater than the temple is here. Something. I <laughs> Love it. Uh-huh. Jesus drawing from the example he just gave about work being done in the temple on the Sabbath proclaims that he is the source and the reason for the temple and the law. <laughs> he said, let me take this one step further. <laughs> uh, if it applies to the priest in the temple, it also applies to me. If the priest can go in and work on the in the temple on a on the Sabbath, I can do whatever I want. I created the Sabbath. I'm the one who told you to build the temple. I'm the one who indwells it. It's me. You know. Yeah. Oh no, that's no that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. This is the third point in Jesus's response to the leaders. David did it, the priest did it, and then he said whatever I do is the law because I am the law. That's cool. So, yeah. And honestly, if he wouldn't have done the miracles he did, then That's a highly questionable statement. He proved who he was through doing what he did and preaching what he preached. His command of Scripture is profound. I mean, you know, it is. It's just, it's him. Scripture is him. He is living Scripture. Uh, All three points are made around the temple. The holiest place on the planet before the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in believers' hearts. And he makes all three points so they can't argue it. And I'm sh- like you said that last one, Jesus is working himself to the cross there's a there's maybe four or five places where if he would have said nothing or not said what he said yeah. then this they might left. all just yeah. worked its way yeah, out they left them alone. yep mm-hmm. look them right in the eye and so, just let it rip to do. yes sir yeah, but gentlemen. Well, it's it's coming up in this, that's in this chapter. You know, You know. he's he's up, in, he's in his own hometown and they're going, who are you? You know, the fact that you raising the dead and... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's only hearsay. Amen. <laughs> he goes on in verse 7, but if you had known what this means, then he quotes scripture. I desire compassion and not a sacrifice. You would not have condemned the innocent. <coughs> wow. It... it if you had understood scripture, you wouldn't be condemning the innocent people. Well, who who's the innocent people they just... Con- well, this, this for, l- literally was condemning his disciples for eating. Right. But this is even deeper than that. It's what they do. Uh, a quote from Hosea saying condemn the innocent has weight. Uh, the reason it has weight is by false witnesses face the same punishment as the ones they accused would have faced. That's mine. That's your line. Yeah, um, it? I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Yep, Hosea six six. Wow. That that I I that think that's maybe one of the first Old Testament verses I ever memorized. Really? Yep. By condemning Jesus, they condemn themselves. Uh, understand what's going on here? You know what the law says? If I say Frank committed murder, and Frank didn't commit murder, and then you find out I lied, I face the punishment Frank would have paid. Wow. Yeah. So what he's saying to them is. You condemn the innocent. So you face whatever you accuse them of, the punishment for it, it lands on you. That's some deep stuff. and They get it. I mean, these people, this is the world they live in. This is their language. It's like two lawyers talking, you know. Psalms 94, 20 through 23. Can a throne of destruction be allied with you, one which devises mischief by decree? They bend themselves together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has been my stronghold, the God, and my God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought back the wickedness upon them and will destroy them and their evil. Our Lord, our God, will destroy them. Brought back their wickedness upon them. That's basically what Jesus is saying. Hosea say 6, 1-6. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us, but he will heal us. He has wounded us, but he has damaged us. There's a whole lot of people that won't preach that. You live on this planet for just a little bit, you get it. He will revive us after two days. He will raise us up on the third day. (laughs) You know, that we may live before him. He will raise us up on the third day so that we can live before God. So let us now, let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. For his going forth is as certain as the dawn, and he will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judea? For your loyalty is like the morning cloud and like the dew which goes away early. A lot of promise, but you don't do anything. Therefore I have hewn uh, them in pieces by the prophets, I have slain them by the word of my mouth. And the judgments on you are like light that goes forth. Then comes what he quoted. That's the background for what he quoted. If you could see who he's talking about and then who Jesus quotes it to, just move that over there and put them right in here. For I delight in loyalty rather than sacrifice and the knowledge of God rather than burn offerings. I want you to know me. He said that up above. Press on to know God. What we need to do is know God as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, the word loyalty—it's it, it, a strange word. I uh, delight in loyalty rather than sacrifice. A, a lot of this gets uh, translated as compassion. There's a reason for that. Hassad is the word, uh, or hased. Yeah, mine has mercy. Mine yeah, says, mercy's mine a lot. Has compassion. This gets explained. That word is used 248 times with many nuances and meanings there is no english word to match it we don't have one it's all translated this verse is love mercy loving kindness goodness faithfulness and kindness that depend on which translation you go to that's what you're gonna and they're all right vines puts it this way and it's kind of important we get this in general one may identify three basic meanings to the word which always inter interacts strength steadfastness and love Any understanding of the word that fails to suggest all three inevitably loses its richness. So all three of those things, when you use that word, they're all combined together in that word. Love by itself easily becomes sentimentalized or universally apart from the covenant, yet strength or steadfastness suggests only the fulfillment of a legal or other obligation. So there's there's the feeling, there's the force together. The word refers primarily to mutual and reciprocal rights, obligations between the parties of a relationship, especially Yahweh and Israel. God's saying, I want this relationship between us. Mm-hmm. But a said, is not only a matter of obligation, it's also a matter of generosity. It's not only a matter of loyalty, but of mercy, which is why I have one word, she has another word. The weaker party seeks the protection and the blessing of the patron and protector but he may not lay absolute claim to it. The stronger party remains committed to his promise, but retains his freedom. In other words, you can't make God do anything. He chooses to love you, that's what this is saying. The relationship exists between you two, the stronger and the weaker, because the stronger has chosen to come and care for you. You can't say to him, hey, you promised, it doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah yeah. the stronger party uh, remains committed to his promise but retains his freedom especially with regard to the manner in which he implements those promises Hassad uh, implies personal involvement and commitment in a relationship beyond the rule of law which is extremely important because he is talking to these people about their abuse of the law and he brings this word into it and they know what it means now hopefully we do too (laughs) I have a question. Yes. Back to Hosea when you talked about the third day, would explain that scripture one more time. Oh, he's, it's an uh, what, 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 an allusion to Jesus Christ. On the third day, uh, he will rise up on the third day that we may live before him. Okay, so referring. This to is Jesus. one of the hundreds of. <laughs> they only make sense in hindsight i tell people this all the time about end times and revelations right. and isaiah and daniel and ezekiel yeah. do you think the people understood that what that meant before jesus rose from the dead and Hosea said nobody really was thank you and, and <laughs> you're going to look back and go oh <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen hmm. so stop trying you know I mean, it's fine to, to read it, it's get great. what you can from it. It's there so for when a purpose. Does happen, you go, oh. Thank you. Yeah, there so, when it does happen, you can go, oh, and, yeah, and yeah. So, there's that. Um, Isaiah one eleven through eighteen. What are your multiple sacrifices to me? Says the Lord, I've had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of cattle. I take no pleasure in the blood of bulls, lambs, or goats. This is the God who commanded it. When you come to appear before me, who requires you this trampling of my courts? Bring your worthless offerings no longer. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity and the solemn assembly. I cannot endure iniquity and the solemn assembly. You come before me and do these acts. You take communion, you do the baptisms, and then you promote sin. I can't endure it I hate your new moon festivals And your appointed feasts They have become a burden to me I am weary of bearing them I'm tired of you So when you Yes, exactly You think You can do these rituals Without obeying me And it'll cover it It Well, yeah are you surprised (laughs) okay so when you spread your hands out in prayer i will hide my eyes from you yes even in your multiple prayers i will not listen your hands are covered with blood wash yourselves make yourselves clean repent remove the evil of your deeds from my sight cease to do evil learn to do good Seek justice, reprove the ruthless, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. Mm. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they will be like wool. We all quote that one, and we forget what's said above it. If you repent, this is what you get. But until you repent. I don't bend to you. I don't. Yeah, it's I, it it, can't. I created you. you. I can't yeah, do it. Nope. Can't. Um, cease to do what's evil, what's means repentance. The heart of a law does not negate the letter, it enhances it. God wants both. He wants you to do it, he wants you to do it for the right reasons. Verse eight. For the Son of Man, and here's the big one, just drives us straight home, is the Lord of the Sabbath. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Bang. Jesus proclaims that he is God as God. He ordained the Sabbath. He knows its purpose, to give men rest, to do good for them. They are telling God, they are telling God that he got the Sabbath wrong. <laughs> They're telling God, oh, no, no. <laughs> no, yeah. Classpathy. Yeah, yeah, you got it all wrong. Oh, no. This, this those things right there, that sent him to the cross. And he knew it, and he said it anyway. He uh, had to say he came to proclaim the truth, yeah. to set people free. tables Yes, sir. You had to do it. The Lord is the, <laughs> it's all mine. Mark 2, 27, he said, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That's God talking, saying, don't you get it? You need this. I don't need it. I'm God. I don't have to take a rest. I put it there. I said it. And his idea of rest is sit back and enjoy it. You know, God did it to enjoy it, to have fellowship. Thing. Yeah. After everything he created, just, he just... Wow. He wasn't sleepy. No. <laughs> His neck didn't hurt. You, you know, he was fine. He just wanted to sit back. You know, when it, that phrase, this is very good. You know, just... That's how I view it. It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm so tired from creating the world I have. To, yeah. Do you think it's why, like, back in the day the <coughs> people didn't have stores open on Sunday and the Mennonites adhered to that more remember when we lived in Los yeah no course. right they're, they're they're attempting to follow the law the okay. law like yeah. that mm-hmm. and, and yes. I see right. that I think of that yeah. well the even Squirrel Hill yeah, it's yeah, Jewish people they, yeah. yeah but the thing is with, I just said yesterday you know the Jews they're not allowed to work on Sundays but they hired somebody to do yeah. the light switches and cook yeah. for them oh, so okay. they're making them okay. sin because they don't want it right <laughs> so, so I it's, I say, fair. it's so okay to let the chicks do it but yeah because yeah, yeah. they're going to hell anyway so right. it doesn't mean uh, yeah. so that? well it would be the same thing that the amish do they do the same really? thing yeah the, the the they'll not have um like i said that they're not allowed to have a telephone so they'll right. they'll build an apartment to put a telephone in it and rent it to white people, and then they'll go over and use the telephone. <laughs> but that works, yeah. you know. Once again, it's like Mike said, "Yes, they will have a battery in their buggies, but they'll take it." Oh no! Right. You you could have a motor on your uh, thresher, but yeah. you can't drive your thresher. Yeah. So you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. You know, I'm not right. Let them, you know, whatever they got. But it, it's much in line with this. And what did God say? I want you to know me. The, bottom line if you know him you'll get this the more you know him the more his word makes sense to you Mm -hmm. know god Uh, deuteronomy 5 14 through 15 rest and a reminder that you are not slaves anymore by the seventh day of the sabbath the lord your god it should and it shall in it you shall not do any work you or your son or your daughters or your male servants or your female servants or you, what they're saying is you can't go around it you can't rest and then have your servants go out and make money for you <laughs> he put it right in he just took it out of there because he knows them Even you can't even hook up your donkeys to plow the field uh, sit down, shut up and just enjoy this uh, for, uh, or any of your cattle or your sojourners who stays with you so that your male servants and female servants may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt. The Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commands you to serve us day. Do you get this? Do you get what he's saying? God says, I want you to just sit down and relax and enjoy it and think about, it because one time you were slaves and you had no rest. Mm-hmm. Think about what I just gave you. That's the whole purpose of the sabbath he says it i mean we don't have to make it up he said it there it is that's what the sabbath is about and that's why jesus said i'm the lord of the sabbath i'm the one who made that rule and basically i made it for man not for me it's for you and they made it a chore instead of a rest is what they done with it. Oh, God gave us something good, they ruined it. Okay. Well, we ruined okay. it. I won't. Yeah. Departing from there, he went to the, to their synagogue. Okay, he just told them this he just said to them, "I am the Lord of the Sabbath." He walks away and walks into the their synagogue. Yeah. Oh, boy. Into the fire. Oh, yeah. Boy. Uh, Luke states on another Sabbath, indicating there might have been a week in between, but it's it's still their, it's their Sabbath. Sabbath. You know, it's in their synagogue. After making these claims, Jesus leaves and heads right into the local synagogue to heal someone. <laughs> it's still the Sabbath, okay? It was, it's a Sabbath day. That's why he's going to the synagogue. Right. And in doing so, he proves his point: he is the Lord of the Sabbath. <laughs> he goes right into the synagogue, and so this is what happens. And there was, and a man was there whose hand was withered. And they questioned Jesus, asking, "Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath?" So that they might accuse him. Their motive is put in here. Luke notes that it was the man's right hand, the dominant hand. Most likely, made a living. Uh, making a living was much harder, if not impossible, depending on what he did for a work. Right. I mean, if you didn't have a right hand, there was a lot of things you couldn't do. They pointed out the crippled man not because they wanted Jesus to heal him. So that he could have a functional hand, but rather because they wanted Jesus' compassion to lead them to heal the man so they could condemn him. They figured Jesus' compassion would put them into their grips. This is some major lease called Duggery. It really is. Uh, They're just sitting there. They see that guy, they see Jesus, and they're like over there plotting, you know, and just, hey, Jesus, what do you, as if they didn't, you know. Maybe they weren't sure Jesus saw him, so they, hey, look, that guy. Uh, Some note the possibility that the crippled man may have been planted there by the Pharisees as a bait in a trap. Uh, It doesn't say that, but... It could be. Well, when you read what it says, Luke 6, 7 says, the scribes and the Pharisees were watching him closely to see if he healed on the Sabbath so that they might find a reason to accuse him. Well, I mean, what's stopping Jesus from waiting a day? I mean, no, nothing at all exactly and so he's doing that purposefully right um, he is he is poking the nest the, the hornet's nest and just and did they not uh, no and it, it, the beautiful thing about it is he could have healed this guy outside where nobody was watching he could have there's a thousand things he could have he could have, he could have just sat there and said Come nothing Peter. or nothing yeah. just looked and said Heal him, Lord. And he's healed. And it all gets accomplished. Yeah. It becomes obvious that they have a structure to plan to slow down or stop Jesus from teaching. They were gathering or manufacturing, more likely evidence, the equivalent of ambush interviews today. You know, ha-ha, you know. They <laughs> just wanted to get rid of them. Oh, absolutely. Why? Because they were, he was a threat to their power yeah. and their authority. Yeah. Uh, where, where they attacked the person, not the message, with lies and innuendos because they really can't attack his message he said to them what man is it among you who has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the sabbath will not take a hold of it and lift it out the right thing to do is to care for that animal and he's not saying you shouldn't do that he's saying which one will you wouldn't and would you not hesitate to do this uh if not out of compassion for the animal but to protect your own property you know that that was money Jesus, Jesus points out their hypocrisy. The law demands care for animals, but they claim they have no such obligation for their fellow man. And everybody sitting there knows. He says this out loud, and everybody's going, mm hmm. Oh, by the way, I just threw this in here because the animal thing. Proverbs 12:10. Uh, this is them. The righteous man has regard for the life of his animal, and even the compassion of the wicked is cruel. But even the compassion of the wicked is cruel. Okay, right. That's the difference between a righteous man. Uh, Wicked people are cruel to animals. Righteous people have compassion for animals. Uh, That's God's view. Hmm. Just Deuteronomy 25.4, you shall not muzzle an ox while it's threshing. Take care of it. Let it eat. Hmm. Proverbs 27.23, know well the conditions of your flock. Pay attention to your herds. In other words, take care of them. Genesis 8.21 The Lord smelled the soothing aroma and the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground on account of man. And the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth. I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done. Do you realize what God's saying? God's saying man screwed up and I wiped out all them critters. I'm not going to do that again. Man's going to pay the price. Um, these animals didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um. Verse 12, I'll finish with that. How much more valuable then is a man than a sheep? So then it is lawful, so then it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. This is all him b- building up to healing the man's hand, you know. So he's leaving them nothing. Before he does it, he quenches their accusation. We'll, we'll leave right there. We'll pick back up on that one. Uh, I, I like that. Is not after he says take care of animals, he gives us a little point of how God views things. Is not man more valuable? You know, is not man worth a, a, a whole bunch of birds and all that stuff? So we'll pick up on verse twelve. was breaking. These people were doing this stuff to uh, you know. uh, How can it not? You yeah, you're supposed to be showing love to one another, and yeah, go ahead, heal the guy. These are God's chosen people. These are the priest and the religious leaders of God's chosen people, yeah. these are the only people on the planet the who, through whom God's message and will goes through, and this is how screwed up they got. Uh, well, that's what he said a couple times, this wicked generation. So I used to say to myself, well, why did, God, why did Jesus choose that such a wicked generation to show up? Well, of course he did. Yeah. To prove that's why, why he was needed. This is what we are. Let me write that down. That was 12, right? Yep. Well, we we're blowing through there. <laughs> That's probably why my neck hurts whiplash from going through something fast through Scripture. <laughs> Might not. Okay, I wanted to go, maybe not. All right, any questions, comments, criticisms, anything like that? Okay, let's pray. Lord, we come before you. Lord, just thank you so much for the richness of your word the truth that is just layer upon layer that helps us with our confusion, helps us get filtered through the lies, and helps us to see ourselves so that we can come to the point where we turn to you for help. Watch over my brothers and sisters. Make them strong, wise, brave, and compassionate. Help them to glorify your name on what they think, what they do, and what they say. Let your word find a home in our hearts and change us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. Amen.